Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today, fantasy players. It's Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Engel, on a Wednesday. As you guys know, Mike Blewett is putting the kids to school right now. So it's the king with me for the next hour, breaking it down as we look ahead to Championship Sunday. We're going to talk about the AFC game here in this hour for a lot. We're going to talk about all the props and the special bets out there. We're going to talk about the head coaches that are left in the NFL playoffs and who we have the most confidence in moving forward. And we'll keep you up to date on all the news and notes. So thank you if you're listening, as my man Mike Blewett would say, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, or a number of terrestrial radio stations across the country, thank you, fantasy players. It's Dane and Scott here on a Wednesday. Scotty, how you feeling? Feeling good. You know, getting ready for, uh, getting ready for a fun weekend there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We're looking forward to the championship game Sunday. Maybe the two best games, especially this year, where the one and two seeds made it through. We're going to talk about that, uh, those games. To be honest, we're going to focus in on the AFC game this hour. Remember, I tell you guys all the time on Wednesday, Scotty and I take two hours. So last hour on Roto Experts in the morning, we also discussed uh, the NFC game. And by the way, Scotty, congratulations to you and I. The uh, Roto Experts in the Morning is a finalist for the FSTA Best Radio Show in the Industry. I think there's six finalists or so, something like that. And you and I are one of them. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Good work by you, my friend. Fantastic. It wouldn't matter unless we had the king there as well, bringing the credibility to the show. But I digress. Let me put some news and notes up before we dive into these championship games, Scotty. Um a lot of people have been talking about Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. In the last hour, we broke down like the quarterback options that are out there. You have Nick Foles at the top of your list, but that is because you think that Nick Foles is going to be available. And it sounds like you know the uh, Doug Peterson said as much, saying Q, uh, Carson Wentz is his QB1 moving forward, which means Nick Foles is probably going to be somewhere else. You think that's a right decision by Peterson, having to stick with the guy – you know, who's younger and maybe more cost-effective. It looks like, you know, Foles is going to be on the move. The Eagles are committed to Carson Wentz. Yeah, look, they have to get some money off the books uh, in order to hit free agency. They're in the bottom three when it comes to available salary cap space, so they'll probably move on him from him and Jason Peters because there's other needs that they have to address, uh, you know, most notably being the running back position in the secondary. Yeah, it's interesting, though. You say there is other needs. I'll tell you right now, though, Scotty, you lose Jason Peters, all of a sudden you have another need, (laughs) you know, and it's right where the all-pro was at left tackle. And if you have a potentially injury-prone quarterback and you're going to let go of your all-pro left tackle or allow him to move on, then guess what? Left tackle becomes another very big need, wouldn't you say, Scotty? Uh, Their tackles played really, really well this, this year. 
Uh, Isn't Jason he, Peters their tackle? Yeah, but you know they look. They might move on from him. So uh, they got they got to get some money off the books. It really depends okay. on how they feel. Who else is there? All right, fair enough. We put up a poll question, Scotty, last hour, you know, or oh, excuse me, on freestyle last night. I had a poll question about this exact, uh, you know, this exact question, and most of the people did say that they would, you know, keep Carson once, let Foles walk. There was a surprising, like, thirty percent of the people though really think is a viable option to shop Carson Wentz. So that is very, very interesting. The Eagles, however, are going to ride with their number two overall pick who is still on his rookie contract. Another big thing that we've been talking about over the last couple of days is the fate of Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray. Scotty, you know, he was drafted in the first round by the Oakland A's. Pitchers and catchers report, I mean, you might know this, Scotty, what, in like 27 days, something like that? Pitchers and catchers, like three or four weeks? We're pretty close, right? Yeah. It's different for different teams, but well, less than a month away here. And, uh, All right. So big we'll spring news. The retired player, uh, Melvin Upton, huh. changed his name back to BJ again. He's back to BJ? Oh, yeah. how about that? How about that? But uh, let's talk about He's tried a career in broadcasting, and his wife felt that BJ would work better. That's interesting. You know, Scotty, I yeah. went to Syracuse and their school, their Newhouse School of Communications. Can you tell? I was a broadcast journalism major, and people were like, oh, <laughs> you major in BJ. <laughs> but I digress. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, you know, he's drafted by the A's. Pitches and catches report in like three, four weeks. But now he's declaring for the draft as well. Some people are saying he could be a first-round pick. Other scouts that I'm seeing say he's more like a second or a third-round pick. And we put up a poll question right now. 44% of the people say he should go to the NFL, but only if he is a first-round pick. Options are a beautiful thing, huh, huh Scott? Kyler Murray has options. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you can play either professional sport. You know, there's some people say, why not play both? But if you're going to be nah. a quarterback at the NFL, you've got to be all in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I understand the Deion Sanders, the Bo Jacksons, the Brian Jordans who have done it. But those guys were playing different positions. Those guys were playing cornerback, running back. You don't need to study. You don't need to, you know, the game film, all that stuff that goes with the quarterback position. I don't see it being able to do both when one of them is at the quarterback position. But something to definitely keep our eye on. And if I know Scott Boris, his agent, this could all be just, you know, using one to get leverage against the other, but we shall see. The other big piece of news that came out yesterday that struck me, honestly, Scott, we've led with this last hour, Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton, who we all saw towards the end of the season, just didn't look right. And we know this guy has been banged up for the better part of two or three years. The man was in a damn car accident, for goodness sakes, and didn't miss a game. There's beat reporters, the owner, people are coming out saying, Cam may very well sit the entire 2019 season if he goes ahead and has this second surgery on his shoulder. They haven't decided if that is going to happen, and I know that you know there's a lot of unknowns here, Scott, but it was jarring to me. I stopped in my tracks when I read that report that Cam could miss the entire 2019 season. I know we have incomplete information, but what's your reaction to that buzz, Scott? Uh, you know, this is a team that might have to go out and uh, you know take a look at what's available in free agency. Uh, you know, who do, who do they want to bring in? Do they do they want to bring in another mobile quarterback like a like a Tyrod Taylor, uh, mm. somebody who could be a high level backup when Cam is in there, somebody who's kind of on that cusp between being a starter and a backup. So, and uh, from a fantasy perspective, if you play in a dynasty league, uh, you have to look at. 
Uh, you know, maybe shoring up your quarterback position if you play in a keeper league and you're considering Cam as one of your keepers, you might want to go in another direction. Yeah, and I mean, Scotty, we broke down some of those options, right? And if you're saying you want a mobile, uh, quasi-mobile quarterback who you don't necessarily have to commit too much to, right, and don't want to have to threaten Cam in any way, not that many of these quarterbacks could threaten Cam, uh, Blake Bortles is more mobile than people think. Could you see Blake Bortles in a Carolina Panthers uniform? Uh, probably not, because I, I think with his pedigree that some team will, will uh, want to take a chance on him is, is to at least compete for a starting really? job with somebody else. Yeah. So you think like Blake Bortles will get a better offer than like being the keep-the-seat-warm, obvious backup to Cam Newton. You think Blake Bortles will get a better offer maybe from, oh, I don't know, Miami, Washington, something like that? I, I think I think he will. I think you could at wow. least compete for a starting job with somebody. Uh, I don't. I don't think the door is closed on what his potential could be. Maybe with with some uh, front offices and some coaches. I don't think Blake Bortles wants to go. Want to go into a situation where when Cam Newton comes back, he's definitely going back to the bench. Interesting. You think he wants to commit? He wants a chance to compete. Let's say uh, right. to be that guy. So maybe he goes into a situation where one of those quarterbacks is uh, less than established or could be on the move, something like that, or where it's wearing Washington, thin. Washington's probably, like, the best fit for him, I would think, hmm. because they have a gaping there. Uh, they do have some pass catchers around him, potentially, when everybody's healthy. Uh, if Darius Geis can come back, they have the support of a running game as well. And you know, he can change over to the NFC. He can get a fresh start. You can get over there with Gruden, who could maybe, could maybe help him some. And uh, look, they 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 took a chance on Alex Smith, who was known as a game manager. Right. They want Blake Bortles to be maybe that same kind of guy, a, a, mm. a guy who can, who can occasionally make the big play, but really manages the game and try to get him to be that guy that he was during the playoff drive for the Jaguars last year, where he was his. They they did unleash him. They didn't have right. to unleash him at all. When you talk about game managers, you know, if that's the kind of quarterback that a team maybe like Washington wants, you know, you still could have a guy like Joe Flacco. Uh, there's still guys like Terod out there, which, remember, going into last season had the lowest interception rate of any quarterback all time in the NFL. You got guys like Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill as well. But we covered that last I, I, I like part. I like a landed, certain landing spot for – for for Joe Flacco that nobody's going to talk about, if I was if I was Joe Flacco, if if I was Cliff Kingsbury, I would mm. bring him into Arizona because, uh, you know, I saw with Andrew Luck like early in his career when he had Matt Hasselbeck in his right. and Matt Hasselbeck was like a player coach for him. You want to bring in a veteran who's maybe towards the end of the line that could be decent if Rosen cannot hold on to the starting job if he flounders, if he gets injured, and somebody could help tutor the kid, I think Joe Flacco in Arizona would be a really nice fit. Could a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick do something similar? Uh, I would say yeah, because he's, he's probably better tutoring somebody than say, look, don't do what I do, and you know, don't be a right. gunslinger. You, know, you want to be more careful. So I can see Fitzpatrick being that kind of guy too. I think that's a good call. Do they not already have someone like that on their roster in Sam Bradford? 
No, because Bradford can't play if the Rosen gets hurt. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think that makes sense. Hey, Scotty, um, we're going to start talking about, you know, uh, the teams that are there. You know, there's four teams left. And what I think is interesting is, you know, we talk about these players and stuff, but, you know, We've also in these playoffs, we've been talking about like how amazing it was that Gus Bradley and Anthony Lynn adjusted to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about how great Bill Belichick is in in in-game adjustments, that sort of thing. We talk about, you know, some of the calls that like Sean Payton made being aggressive with the fake punt, you know, onside kicks in the Super Bowl. So when I look at the four coaches that are left here in the playoffs, right, Bill Belichick, uh, Andy Reid on the AFC side. Sean McVay and uh, Sean Payton on the NFC side. I think it's fair to, I think it's uh, safe to say, I'm going to assume that you have the most confidence in Bill Belichick, right? Many people think he's the best coach of all time in game management throughout the season, how they get better and better. They use like, you know, the first month of the season as extended spring training. They always effectively make you play left-handed. We love Bill Belichick. Cool. Out of the other three coaches, Scott, McVay, you love Bill Belichick? I, you know, I respect that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, and I think it's safe. I'm going to safely assume that of these four, you think Belichick is the best coach. That's that's what I'll say. No, I do not love Easily. Bill Belichick. Okay. I just wanted, so, I wanted, wanted to make sure I made that clear. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Clarification heard. Um, <laughs> but of, like, the new hotshot kid McVay, of Sean Payton, who many people believe is a great offensive mind, has won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. And of Andy Reid, who a lot of people give him, you know, kind of grief sometimes, but has been a respected coach for the better part of two decades in the NFL. Of these other three guys, Payton, McVay, and Reid, if I asked you, who do you have the most confidence in? Or who do you think is the biggest asset to their team? If Belichick is one in this top four rankings right here, Who's number two for you? Is it Peyton? Is it McVay? Is it Reed? I really like McVay a lot, uh, but, it, but Peyton we, has we, the experience. We, 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 but, but, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, we, mm. if uh, what Peyton has accomplished, and you know he's already won a Super Bowl and he's already been down this road, and I just love the stunt that he pulled with the with the trophy and and the money. Uh, and you know he stayed there for a long time, and he's he's had a lot of success. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's close, but based on experience, I'm going to give it to Sean Payton. Okay, so you like Belichick as the top coach of the four remaining. You like uh, Sean Payton as the second because of the experience, because he's done it, because you've seen him motivate men before. You riding with McVeigh or you riding with Reed? Because it sounds like you love McVeigh. Andy, Andy, Re- Andy Reed has a, has a two and five postseason record. Uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, and McVay is coming and turned his franchise around a big way in just two years, so I easily have to go McVay. Reed's play that that two and five is just the Chiefs, right? Because he won playoff games with Philly. He won a ton of playoff games with Philly. Yeah, he's twelve and thirteen overall, though in the playoffs. Fair enough, but I mean, he had, he did take the Eagles to a Super Bowl. He did go to uh, I want to say two conference championship games with the yes. Eagles, at least. Um, so, you know, he does have that track record. You talked about Peyton with the track record. You know, Andy Reid teams do make the playoffs, but it sounds like you go and Bill yeah, Belichick. Peyton, Peyton, okay. Peyton has a track record just with the, uh, with the Saints where he's 8-5, and five, 
when you lose five of seven playoff games with a team, and this is just his second playoff victory in his entire tenure uh, with the uh, with the Chiefs, I don't think that's an impressive impressive track record. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't disagree with that. Two and five is not an impressive playoff track record with the Chiefs as it comes to Andy Reid. But let me press you on this one 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 point. Uh, McVeigh is only one and one in the playoffs. I I see McVeigh with more upside. He's coming here in a short time and has just engineered a great turnaround. He's a very creative offensive mind. I think he's a more creative offensive mind than than Andy Reid. Okay, uh, so when it comes down to it, you like Belichick, then Peyton, then McVay, then uh, Andy Reid. You yes. know what's also interesting? When I and if we did the same thing with the quarterbacks, I'll give you that Jared Goff is probably your fourth. But when it comes to Peyton, I mean, when it comes to Breeze, Brady, and Mahomes, how do you rank your confidence in those two? In those three? Even though I mean, Mahomes is you know spectacular and amazing, but he's probably third on this list, right? And it comes down to Brady and Breeze. I, I guess you got to go Brady, then Breeze, then Mahomes, then Goff. Does that sound right to you? I go Brady, Mahomes, Breeze, Goff. But you have more faith I, I in believe, Mahomes believe, than Drew Breeze. I, be, I believe that Breeze is on the best team. Uh, Brady, Brady, you're asking me about the quarterback here. Now, yeah. I'm not putting it in combination with the team. Okay. Uh, if I'm just ranking the quarterbacks. You know, there's no comparison to Brady. He's he's Fine. he's got it. He's got it. He's the he's the goat. Period. Fine. Uh, the uh, Pat Mahomes. He's uh he is the 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 goatee. He's uh <laughs> the goat. The Y. He's the greatest of this year. And do you uh, if, think if, you... if he if the Chiefs get propelled in the Super Bowl, it's largely on his shoulders. Drew Brees. Uh. Everybody wants to have it an MVP conversation, but I believe his team is more balanced. And, and down the stretch uh, and in the playoffs so far, he hasn't put up spectacular numbers. He, he hasn't hurt his team, and he's made a lot of key throws, but he hasn't been spectacular either. You think Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer, Scott? That's easy, of course. Huh. Yet you have more trust in Patty Mahomes this weekend. We'll be back. It's FST. We'll dig into this AFC well, Championship game. Debate. Fair enough. We'll have it another time. Come on back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back to FST right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, where we want to rock and roll all night and party every day. It's Dave yeah, Martinez. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, first of all, how do you know? What do you think about me pulling that out? I knew that song, at least, Scotty. You know I'm not the rock guy. I knew what that one was. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I might, I, I might have to take you to a Kiss show sometime. I'd and, love uh, it, Scott. And uh, show you why uh, they're considered like the greatest live act of all time. 
I'd love it, but only if I let you, only if you pick my outfit for me, Scotty. But if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI, Scotty. They got wagering options for almost any sport you could think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without the constraints of salary caps. You can wager on esports, politics, and even reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, when you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are just so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up. You'll get a 100% bonus deposit match. Go there, open your account at BetDSI, use the promo code FNTSY101, and you can get your 100% bonus deposit match. All right, Scotty, I want to use this segment to really zone in on the AFC Championship game. The New England Patriots are traveling to Arrowhead in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This is a replay of a Sunday night game that happened at Arrowhead. I believe the final was something like 44 to 40, right? That one was in Foxborough. This one is going to be at Arrowhead. First thing I want to ask you, is there still going to be that Arctic blast hanging over the Midwest come Sunday? Is it going to be the coldest game in Arrowhead history? And does that matter at all, Scotty? Uh, the weather does matter because if it's gonna, depending on how much it drops below zero, that could really have an effect uh, on the conditions, etc. You know, the, just the players like maintaining their body temperature. Uh, it's not supposed to be very windy, which uh, which means that there's a you know, a little bit of a lesser chance of it affecting the passing game, but. You know, if you're talking, it really depends on how many degrees below zero it falls. And, you know, there's always a talk about how Brady is like 22-3 in those kind of conditions over his career, which this will be the first time for Patrick Mahomes playing in the NFL in a game like this. And, you know, the Patriots, not just the quarterback, you're talking about the teams as a unit, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was pretty cold last weekend there in Kansas City, and there was some snow on the ground. But you're right, this is supposed to be, uh, you know, the weather is supposed to be real interesting. Scotty, maybe people are thinking that the weather does matter. The total on this game has dropped a point and a half since yesterday. I think it started at 56. It's now down to 54 and a half. You think the weather has anything to do with the way people are betting their money on this total? I think so, because people react to weather a lot, and uh you just can't react to it in a vacuum. I think you have to see exactly what the conditions are. But, uh, you know, these are professionals. They are expected to play in all kinds of elements here as well. Uh, like I talked about the Seattle-Minnesota game, though, the wind chill a few years ago in 2015 made it feel yeah. like minus, minus 25. So, you know, what's the wind chill going to be? You know, that's huge. Yep, and I remember that game and the Blair Walsh project missed the field goal at the very end of that game for the Seahawks moving on 10-9, to I believe. We also remember that game. There really was just one big play, a Russell Wilson kind of scramble drill that made it happen. There was one huge play in that game that got like that led to the only touchdown of that game. If we're into something like that, you need to bet the under in this game. Um, although, you never know, this Patriots and this Chiefs offense may be able to cut through the wind and the snow and the cold or whatever else is there uh, to make it happen. The same kind of questions I'm going to ask you that we did on the NFC game. Scotty, you're able to take who you think will win and parlay it with a specific player to be able to have kind of a big game. First off, let me ask you this. It sounds like you're leaning Saints in the the NFC championship game. I'm not exactly sure which way you're leaning on the AFC championship game. Now, Scotty... 
You know I'm a Jets fan. You know that I'm clamoring for the end of the dynasty, the, the fall of Rome, as it were. But I actually do believe that the fact that this game is in Kansas City, I think the Chiefs are a worthy three-point favorite. How, how, what's your early lean on this game? You don't have to make the official pick until Friday, but how are you seeing this game generally? Uh, the Patriots obviously have the experience and the better coaching. The uh, the Chiefs have, have the more high-flying offense here. If they get out to any sort of lead based on their offense, I think it's kind of difficult for the Patriots to play catch-up the way their offense is modeled right now. Uh, Tom Brady has all the experience. If this game was in New England, I think I'd feel a little bit better about the Patriots. But I'm actually, and I, I was thinking that the Colts were going to knock off the Chiefs, and right. then the Patriots would knock off the Colts. Uh, but I'm fine. I'm finding it hard to bet against the Chiefs here. Although Patrick Mahomes, look, he's he's a gunslinger, but he's a gunslinger that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I yeah. think you got to be careful when you say he's a gunslinger. Brett Favre was a gunslinger. He was great, but he threw his share of interceptions and made his share of uh, throws where you say, well, why did he try that? Whereas when Patrick Mahomes makes that, that, that uh, same sort of risky throw, like how the heck did he complete that? So right. to me, Mahomes is a cut above what Favre used to be, you know, in, in that regard. So I, 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 think, I think the Chiefs uh, are a little bit more complete offensively. I think the way they played defense the last two games is encouraging as well. Uh, so I'm going to lead Kansas City here. Interesting. Well, do you ever play craps, Scotty? The dice game at the no. casinos? No. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, like in, in craps, there's tons of different bets you can make, right? And some are obviously either easier to accomplish than others. When, and when you were talking about like a gunslinger and comparing it to Favre, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, what do we call somebody if he's not a gunslinger, right? Because he's a gunslinger, to, use, to your point, where the coin flips just keep coming up heads for him. You know what I mean? Like, I understand what you're saying. He's almost better than Favre because he's the gunslinger without the risk because they're all coming up good, you know? So I was thinking about how in craps, you know, there's some bets that are really hard to actually make, you know, like the hard six or the hard eight, you know? And I almost might – maybe I'm going to call Patty Mahomes the hard eight from here on in because he's consistently hitting on things that are like 10 to 1 to happen. You know what I mean? And that's the way he plays where you think, oh, my God, this is crazy. But then he nails it every time. You know, so it sounds like you're <clears throat> leaning a little bit towards Kansas City. You know the players involved for Kansas City, right? Patty Mahomes, Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, of those players, if you were doing one of these kind of uh, player prop parlays like we talked about in the NFC game last hour, what would you be most inclined to do? You know, would it be the Chiefs win and, you know, like good stats from Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams? Who would you parlay with the Chiefs if you had to pick a player? They're all pretty similar, uh, ranging from like plus 210 to plus 260. Well, what, what, what's the, the, the biggest long sure. shot there? The biggest long shot would be Damian Williams to go over 100 and the Chiefs to win. Here's what I got for you. I got – you got Tyreek Hill to go over 100 receiving and the Chiefs to win. You got Kelsey going 100 receiving and the Chiefs to win. You got Damian Williams going 100 – over 100 rushing and the Chiefs to win. Or Patty Mahomes going over 350 and the Chiefs to win. You also can get, by the way, uh, if you want to play on a little lower stakes, you can get Sammy Watkins to go over 50 
and the Chiefs to win. What's most appealing to you? I'll give you know it, they range though, Scotty, from like two ten to two sixty, but similar uh, total uh, odds. Uh, I would probably go with Damian Williams, just the way that really? he's running. And if this team can build a lead, uh, I think Damian Williams, you know, can can really not only help get them there, but help maintain that lead. All right, fair enough. Damian Williams is the longest shot of them, uh, Scotty. So if you like Damian Williams, then maybe that's where you throw a little bit of extra cash. It's plus two sixty. So you bet a hundred dollars, Scott. You get two. You win two hundred sixty dollars if you believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will win the AFC Championship game and. Damian Williams will run for over 100 yards. Uh, how do you feel? I'm trying to compel you, Scott, to drop a little bit of extra cash to get that white Seahawks jersey with the Super Bowl emblem on it. You like that Mark Ingram scoring the first touchdown to get 900 bucks, or you like the Chiefs to win and Damian Williams to get 100 yards over here for 260 bucks? Both of them should be enough for you to buy that Seahawks jersey. Uh, I would I would lead towards Mark Ingram, and it's okay. not like I need I need the cash though. It's it's. Hard, it's <laughs> It's an item that's hard to find. Ah, I see. You got all the cash you need, Scotty, especially after your back-to-back winnings in the GST League. Over on the the Patriots side, uh, let's say— I have my my desk right now that I'm doing this broadcast from now, like, you know, has that championship look because I have have two Lombardi-like trophies uh, right next to each other on my desk. There you go, Scotty. I tried to give you props, and you doubled down on giving yourself props. That's how we do it. That's gotta why do he's it. the king. That's you why gotta he's do the it. king. Who else is going to do it? Well, I did it. I did it for you. I was like, you were the back-to-back champion. You don't need that cash. I was giving you props and love, Scotty. Yeah. It's it's rare, That's though. That's right. Well, you, you and me, though, we're, 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 we're kind of like the fantasy uh, central intelligence crew. I see. We're moderates, yeah. the centrist right in the middle. I got you. Um, let me no, ask you that, this. That movie if, with The Rock and Kevin Hart, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what you're saying, but I'll just laugh and move on. Did you see, um, did you see that movie? No. That's why that I'm just going to laugh and move on. Hey, Bavonar, okay. our guy, the cinephile over there, he can give me a thumbnail sketch on it. Maybe we'll get that when we come back on the other side of the break. Let's say you like the Patriots, though. What player would you be most likely to try to parlay him with? Would it be a Sony Michelle over 100 yards? Or what about this? This is the one I think is good. James White to have 50 yards receiving and the Pats win give, the game. Give me that all day. I'll lay several. Right? Like several that's guaranteed. That. Yeah. If you think, right, if you think the Pats are going to win, right? Because, like, here's the thing, Scotty. If you think the Pats are going to win, just straight up money line, it's only plus 140. You bet 100, you're going to win 140. That's not, you know, that doesn't get me up in the morning, Scott. You know, I don't get excited about putting 100 down and winning 140. But then I think this one is, like, obvious. You know, this what idea. What if I put down five of 500 on that, though? Sure. Go ahead. Put down all that cash, yeah. Scotty. That, that'll get you a yeah. Seahawks jersey for sure. But I think the James White 50 receiving yards plus a Pats win, that is at oh, plus easy. 340, Scott. Plus 340. Longer odds than any of the Chiefs. Okay, longer odds than the Camaro one you had before, too. New England Patriots to win and James White to have 50-plus receiving yards. If you are a Pats fan and you're looking for a way to win more money, that's got to be it, Scotty. You like oh, James yes. White? Yes. He, he's Talk the, to me he's about why. <laughs> he, he's, the, he's the key. He, we saw that last week is that, you know, they don't have Josh Gordon. Grok is a shell of himself. Uh, during the first ten games of the season, he had almost seventy of his of his uh, ninety six receptions on the year, and 
you know, this team has reverted back to what it was during those first 10 games where they have to depend on James White to be that ultimate chess piece for them. Yeah, absolutely. I got James White in my DFS lineup this week as well. He's going at 7,700 in fan duel. Uh, other things that I wanted to talk about, we did this for the NFC game as well. There was like the first player to score a touchdown. I think that's pretty interesting. How do you think this game flow is going to go? If I, if I asked you out of nowhere, who do you think the first touchdown would be the favorite right now, the co-favorites at plus 700? So that's still a nice little chunk of change if you want to take the chance plus 700 you can get Damian Williams plus 700 you can get my guy the stereotype Sony Michelle uh how much for Tyree Hill plus 750 he's the second choice him and Kelsey are tied as the second choice it goes Michelle and Williams at plus 700 Travis Kelsey Tyree Hill at plus 750 and then you could get James White or Julian Edelman at plus 950 give me Julian Edelman Interesting. Plus 950. Yeah. Why, talk to yeah. me about why Edelman uh, is your guy in the red zone for the Pats. I just don't think they can cover him this week. And, uh, mm. yeah, the Patriots, if they win the toss, they could do what they did last week and just have a. Yeah, they, a they, very, they took the ball. To stay, to stay drive like they did last week, this game is going to be tight. And they, they could get on the scoreboard first. Interesting. I like Julian game, Edelman to, as to me, well. Game flow is so hard to predict, I think. It's but. True. You yeah, know, and so is the coin flip. A, for a God's team, sake, especially you know I mean? like the Patriots, is not going to come out with the same attack because they say, "Okay, the Chiefs are going to watch the game film. They're going to expect us to pound them with Sony Michelle. So, you know, we're going to throw the ball." Yep, I, you know, Scotty, what you're saying is music to my ears. I also have Julian Edelman in my DFS lineup over on FanDuel so far this week. That is subject to change. Julian Edelman going at 7,900 on FanDuel. One other question I want to ask you about this, Scott. Um, they have an interesting special up here. Uh, for a player, they have all sorts of players here. Uh, do you think it would be a smart bet for any player? And this is like not a quarterback. If it's, if it's a quarterback, we're not talking about passing touchdowns, okay? We're talking about like rushing or receiving for some reason with the Philly special and stuff. If, uh, if you wanted to make a bet, do you think it's a safe bet to say that any player will score two touchdowns in this game. You can get odds on players to score two touchdowns in this game. I'm going to tell you right now, the favorites, similarly, are at plus 500, Sony Michelle and Damian Williams. Uh, Tyreek Hill for two touchdowns, plus 650. Travis Kelsey, plus 600. James, Edel uh, James White, plus 900. Julian Edelman, plus 850. But check this out, Scotty. You want to take a, you want to, you want to do a lotto ticket with me, Scotty? I think we should do this. You know, so, Scotty, plus 850, right, for uh, Julian Edelman. That means if we bet $100, we win $850. And that's real nice, right, Scotty? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But check this out, Scotty. <laughs> if we bet $100, Scott, there's someone here that is plus I know where you're going 10 with this too. There's someone who is plus 10,000, Scotty. $100, we would win $10,000 if this player scored two touchdowns. I think there's a reason he's all the way down at plus 10,000, but I've seen crazier things happen. Scotty, it sounds like you know who I'm talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? Rob Gronkowski. No. No, 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 no. No, Rob Gronkowski is plus 1,000. This guy is plus 
10,000. So no, it's not likely to happen. But the lotto ticket of this guy, you bet $100, you would win $10,000. Are you ready for this one, Scott? Sammy Watkins? No, no, no. We're talking about much crazier than that. Sammy Chris Watkins Conley? is plus 1,200. No, no, check this out. James Devlin. James Devlin. Yeah. Well, look, if we split it, we'll only be out 50 each, so go ahead. And if, <laughs> if, if, if it hits, Scotty, $10,000. Yeah. Scotty, I mean, like, I think that's a little bit more possible than plus 10,000. I mean, when we see guys like, you know, Chris Hogan at plus 3,100, I honestly believe James Devlin has a better chance to score two touchdowns on Sunday than Chris Hogan does. Or I then Chris Conley does. Or then or Sammy they're, Watkins they're, even does. Or then Gronkowski does. Right. James Devlin to score two touchdowns at plus 10,000. Scotty, we may need to do this, bro. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it, I've heard crazier things. James Devlin does have games this season. Yes, he does. Where, where he scored two touchdowns. Oh, Scotty, we got to do this. We got to do this. James Devlin, plus 10,000 to score two touchdowns, brother. Let's do it. We'll talk about it more on the other side of the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Today, I'm over here, Scotty, I'm, I'm trying to make this bet. Too bad I'm, I'm not in New Jersey. I'm not in New Jersey, so I can't make this bet. I'm trying to make this bet right here. James Devlin to score two touchdowns over there on uh, Twitter, Scotty. You see our guy Rich. Our guy Rich is asking uh, where we're getting the lines. I'm saying right now the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, is where we're doing that, but... Scotty, I'm like, you know, I was just looking for some bets to be funny, to be quite honest. I, I understand it's a long shot, but I've seen crazier things happen. James Devlin could get two touchdowns, uh, and we'd be $10,000 richer, Scotty. Yeah, something you got to strongly consider. <laughs> something you got to strongly consider. You also, check this out, if you're at the game or just got a gut feeling, no problem. You can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. If you have a gut feeling, then do it. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY. And MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yeah, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. Enter the promo code F-N-T-S-Y. All right, Scotty, uh, we'll move away from James Devlin. I can't believe this one, though. I really want to throw a couple of bucks on this. Too bad I'm not in New Jersey. Hey, Rich, on Twitter or anybody else, do me a favor. Get a ticket in there with James Devlin. I'll go half on it with you. But I digress, Scotty. One of the things we're doing here 
uh, with the you know like ten minutes or so that we have left, um, a bunch of us here at the Fantasy Sports Network, you, me, our guy Sussman, Jim Day, you know Davis Maddock, Corey Parsons, folks like that, our guy the Fantasy Jesus Joe Galina, we did an early just like the first six rounds or so, but an early 2019 mock draft for the new season. And, you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about. We'll have this, and we'll talk about this maybe even a little bit more next week when, you know, there's no football game next week to talk about. We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun breaking down things like coaches and coordinators, you know, and, and some of this mock draft. But one thing that I wanted to ask you about, Scott, you, you've said a bunch of times uh, this season that if you don't have one of the top, you know, at some, I think you've said like eight, let's say, if you don't have one of the top eight running backs – then everybody else is something of a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Yep. You've been like, unless you got one of these big-time eight guys, every, almost everybody else is in some form of timeshare or like someone who you can't be as uh, confident in. You know, those are some of the words I think I've heard you use. And so I want to ask you, where is that line? Because we did the mock, and, you know, I mean – We've got, oh, I don't know, like eight, let's say, first-round running backs. And then I want to ask you about the other running backs that were picked in, say, the second round and if they would fit that description for you. Uh, Make sense? So I want to ask you if these first-round running backs that were picked are, in fact, in your opinion, the kind of comfortable, safe, solid uh, RB1s that you discuss in the top seven or eight, or, like, where is that line for you? Does that make sense? Yeah, and uh, let's remind people that this is – PPR and four points uh, yes. for a touchdown pass. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, it's always important to know your settings. And to be quite honest, we also need to know, let people know we're doing this in January. There's eight months until people will be drafting, and we understand that there could be player movement, there could be things with teams that impact this. But as we sit right now. Uh, our guy, the fantasy Jesus, Joe Galina, had the one pick. He picked Saquon Barkley. Saquon is definitely one of those guys, right? Oh, for sure. And I, okay, I could cool. I could blame people taking it with the number one overall pick next year. All right. Absolutely. I was number two and I got some grief for my pick. I went Le'Veon Bell, who was obviously one of the top picks in the last couple of years and is the only running back on this list that doesn't have wear and tear from his body from last year. Now, we don't know what team he's going to be on, but if Le'Veon Bell is on a roster and in the NFL, he's an RB1 for you. Correct, Scott? Oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, cool. you know, you, you did take a lot of grief on Twitter for this. Yeah. Uh, some people thought because you, you think he's going to land with the jets, but that turned out not to be the reasoning, uh, with Le'Veon Bell, you can look at it either way. His body's fresh, but yeah. you know, then again, Saquon Barkley's only played one year in the NFL. And, uh, sure. but also you know, do you worry at all that he'd be rusty after a layoff and, you know, he's played with a new team as well. Uh, what's sure. his conditioning going to be like? But he, he he'll still he'll still he'll still he'll still play uh, a preseason, you know, and he should Absolutely. be in fine condition. He's got plenty but, of time. <laughs> but for me personally, to take him at number two when I don't know where he's going to play, I think is too risky because he was a number one overall running back in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I understand, but that's not the question, Scott. The question is just, do you consider these guys above that cut line of what you're considering the solid? I'm not asking if he's the value at one or two. You've said there's like eight or seven or nine running backs yes, that you feel comfortable with. The question is, is he one, one of them? them. That's all. All right, cool. He's one of them, yes. All right, next pick, Todd Gurley. Is he one of them? 
Obviously, yes. Okay, so we've got three. Next although, week, four. Although, oh, you know, let's let's see. Uh, again, Injury we're doing concern? this right right now. Uh, you know, how long is the C.J. Anderson experiment going to last? We'll have to okay. wait and see. Fair, but you definitively see him as one of these RB1 workhorses, right? Yes, Girly? yes. All right. Zeke Elliott, one of them? Of course, I picked him. Okay, you picked him. That's yeah. four. We're up to four. My yeah. goal here, Scotty, is to try to see how many we get to, not the analysis on every one of them. That's all I'm saying, okay? The next right. one, Sussman, at number five, pick Christian McCaffrey. Is he one of them? Yes. Cool. So we've got five that we believe are these, like, stable RB1s that if you end up in your draft having one of them, you're like, yep. Take it to the bank. These are my these is this is my guy, my horse. Okay, we have five yes. so far. At six, Jim Day took Alvin Kamara. Do you consider him one of them? Yes. So we got six. Uh Blewett was up next. He took James Connor. Do you consider James Connor one of them? Yes. Okay, we're that's seven of them. Now I think we're gonna start to let's see. Let's see how far you go. The next running back taken was my boy Frank Stanfill at ten. He took Melvin Gordon. Is he one of them? Are you safe and locked in with you have Melvin Gordon as your RB1? Yes. That's eight. The next pick was our boy Adam Ronis. Is Nick Chubb above this cut line for you? Is he one of these definitive RB1s that you consider safe and solid and confident? No. Nick Chubb, no. Okay. So maybe there's the line. I found eight that we agree with so far. The first seven picks, Melvin Gordon, who went 10 overall. So that's eight of them. You do not believe Nick Chubb fits in that category. The next running back taken was a rookie. Your boy Davis Maddock took Alabama running back. Damian Harris. Now, Scott, I know we may not know as much about how this translates and stuff like that, but every year, Scotty, there's at least one rookie running back that winds up being, you know, an RB1. Saquon Barkley this year, Alvin Kamara, I think about Zeke Elliott, you know, that's the last three years at least. So what do you think? Damian Harris, is someone going to take a shot on him as their RB1? I could see doing it, but uh, I can't say I'm comfortable with with it yet. All right, so we're still only at eight, right? Only eight so far. The top seven picks and then uh, Melvin Gordon qualify for you. So let's see if we can find more than eight. The next running back off the board was David Johnson. Does David Johnson check this box for you? No. No, not even in a new Cliff Kingsbury offense, nothing? No? Nope. All right, so we are at eight. I'm trying to sell you if I can find any more. Uh, Joe Mixon, would he fit this category for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so tell me this. It sounds like you would take next year, you take Joe Mixon ahead of David Johnson? Definitely. Ahead of Nick Chubb? Yes. Okay. So it sounds like we get to nine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're going to find another one, Scotty. Let me try a couple more with you. Dalvin Cook? No. No. Philip Lindsay? No. Damian Williams? No. Carry on Johnson. No, but I may cha- change my answer. Uh, so know, it sounds like, now. yeah, interesting. Okay, so we've come to nine so far. The way you, the way it sounded like you paused on Carry on Johnson makes me think that you might have Carry on Johnson or Nick Chubb. These guys as back end RB ones, right? Those might be yes. the guys you have as ten, eleven, something like that, right? I'm gonna exactly, throw a couple yeah. more, just a couple more off on you, Leonard Fournette. No. No. Tariq Cohen, you mentioned this is a PPR format. No. No. All right, I'm going to say 
two more I'm going to try for you. Darius Geis. No. No. Tell me more about Geis. Why not? He's coming off of a major injury. He just recently mm-hmm. had a setback. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Last two names I'll give you. Sony Michelle or Chris Carson. Do either one of those fit? No. All right, so it sounds like you have nine running backs, Scotty. The first seven that went in this draft, Melvin Gordon and Joe Mixon, as the kind of nine guys that you are saying, listen, if you get those guys in the first round, you've got your RB1, plug and play, and you have one of the, you have one of the workhorses that give you a weekly advantage, right? Nine guys, does that sound about right? Yes. And then you get your Nick Chubbs, your Carrion Johnsons, and some of these other guys, David Johnson as well. A lot of fun, Scotty, talking about all this stuff. Hey, Scotty, I'll meet up with you. Let's bet a couple of shekels on James Devlin. Score a couple of touchdowns. The morning after is up next, Scotty. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. And we'll start to have some practice reports as well. Morning after up next. Have a great day, Scotty.